Okay. All right. We're live. Hey, this is Brian Jump with the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We've got a treat today. We've got uh, a very uh, renowned gentleman in the uh, the PDR realm, the PDR world, uh, Mr. Joe Garcia from Deniva. Joe, thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate you having me on here, man. I'm honored. I, I appreciate that. Um, it's kind of funny because you've been in the game for a little while, and and uh, I don't think we've ever really crossed paths. I was just going to ask you, but I figured I'd save it for for the live stream here. Sure. Did, were you at the? Were you at um, Jeff's uh, McGill's the SoCal meetup at Beach Cities? A couple years ago, yes, I, I was, yeah. but I I got there kind of late. Um, I went on the, the night shift on, on that one. So, right. Uh, yeah, I think I missed you there because I think you were there, right? You I was there. there. We were probably just mid-afternoon. <laughs> I had a couple. Um, there, there was a there's a lot of a lot. It was so cool because I've never been to one. Um, I think Ultra's done a couple. I think maybe Mike's done one or two. Um, yeah, he's done quite a few, actually. We, yeah, we actually yeah. met up around there uh, this this Saturday, this past Saturday. Just a couple of us, you know, and yeah, we just kind of shoot the shit and have fun. Uh, oh, pardon my language, but uh, having you know, just having fun fixing some dents, you know, and and you know, uh, kind of cross pollinating, if you will, you know. Yeah, no, I like other. it. Yeah, now I was yeah. just gonna say, man, I, you know, I I see a lot of guys doing that. Um, I saw Pacific Coast David and uh, PCH dent, not, and they're almost the same name. You got to be careful. Yes, um, they hooked up. I don't know if you yeah, saw that both post. I yeah, saw that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, those yeah. guys are great techs too. They are. They are. They're both good techs. And uh, and I, and I, yeah, if you ever have a project, let me know. I mean, I'd love to love to hook up. Um, yeah, for sure, man. And for I sure. and I did a little research on you because, like I said, we're kind of we're kind of new here. And um, and you're you're up in the Claremont area, correct? Yes, sir. I'm I'm based in Claremont. Uh, for those who don't know where Claremont is, it's uh. It's on the outskirts of, of L.A. County, uh, right on the border of, of San Bernardino, San Bernardino and uh, just north of Pomona. Yeah. A lot of car guys know where Pomona is, you know. Of course. Of course. The swap meets and everything. I, I do. Right. Big yep. horse Volkswagen guy. So I'm I get all right. Man. Yeah. Right on. Um, so, yeah, Claremont. It's funny because have you being that that's your stomping grounds. Have you been to Backstreet Abbey? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good place, man. If you like the dark beers and yeah, that's I do. Uh, I do. Right they on. have good food there. It's funny because my, my stepson lives just down the road from you. And my wife and I will get up into that area and we'll hang out that main drag where, where the college students, whatever, hang out up there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah the village. Yeah. Yes, Claremont is a great yeah. town, man. We're real happy living here. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's been good to us. And, you know, we, we actually, my wife and I moved here, uh, at the worst time you could buy a house uh, in our lifetime, you know, uh, in, in late 06, we, we purchased our oh, yeah. house and, and then yeah. shortly thereafter, the bubble, the pro property bubble burst. And uh, but we held on and uh, we Good. learned a lot through that. And uh, we ended up having kids kind of later in than most people. Uh, yeah. It wasn't until uh, 2013 when my, my twin son and daughter uh, were born. And then a few years wow. later, we had our youngest. And and so we're getting another feel for the dynamic of, of Claremont, the city of Claremont, uh, through yeah. the community, because now we're a yes. little more involved and it's fun. Uh, it's it, it's a killer. We, like I said, we were just up there again. There's some deli slash restaurant. It's got a really cool bar up off the main drag up near Claremont. Yeah. And I, I should have pulled up the name and I, it slips my mind now, but half of the restaurant is, is like a, I think, a, I think it might be a butcher. Yes. 
Um, and then the other half, you know what I'm talking about? It's got the bar I, and the food there. I do. Yeah. Um, gosh, what is that? That's the meat seller. Um, yeah. 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 And, and it's, uh, the same owners as, uh, uh, Wolf Market. So yes, you can okay. go for lunch at the deli and get really great sandwiches and, you know, yeah. potato salad or, you know, macaroni salad, whatever you want. And then, yeah. and then for dinner, you know, it's, it's like world-class uh, meat, uh, you know, like, like steaks. They had their, oh, yeah. theirs is the tomahawk steak. That's their, the tomahawk, that's their yeah. we always yeah. talked about that. Well, yeah, we were, we didn't, we didn't waste our time with the meat though. To be honest with you, Joe, we were up at that cool bar all the cool lights on on the yep that it is yeah. a cool place yeah it really, it really is yeah, yeah, cool, yeah you're in a good well, area i'm glad um, you enjoy the, the town yeah no it is it's fun i mean like i said that that college vibe and and mm -hmm. uh just the activity it, it's kind of a sleeper i mean if you're on the freeway you wouldn't wouldn't really know but then you just head up a yeah. couple blocks right yeah a lot of people don't know it's burgeoning yep. yeah it's just yeah. like no i really like it it's nice and yeah it's, me too and I, I'm excited to talk to you because, I mean, I've, I'm a SoCal native, born and raised here. I'm assuming you are as well. I am, yes. Right on. And I, I wouldn't, back in the day, think that retail could be could be had or could be done, you know, out in the IE so much. Um, for those of people that, are, that might catch this that aren't SoCal uh, residents, um, you know, that, that market is, is a different market than, let's say, Los Angeles, right? Los yes. Angeles proper. Absolutely, um, and I, and not to say there's not money or good cars there there is, but I think you've got to be a little more astute. I think you've got to have your arrows pointed in, in a, a more fine direction. I think you could you could go with a ten gauge shotgun up in L.A. and you're going to hit what you need to hit. But I think where you're at, Joe, I think you need to be a little more fine tuned, if you will. Yes, I I, I would agree, Brian. Um, yeah, it's it's more bedroom communities out here. Um, it's less metropolitan, um, although uh, there's a couple cities that, you know, have grown in the last 10 years or so quite a bit. Um, Ontario, city of Ontario, and then uh, Rancho Cucamonga of all places, you know. Uh, right. These, these, both of these towns are like, you know, big, almost 200,000 population each. So each between right. those, yeah, between those two cities and then a lot of urban sprawl, as they call it, little, little like towns, like my town is like maybe 40,000 population, but that right. butts up right next to Upland, which is also around the same, maybe a little bit bigger. And on yeah. the West side, we got Laverne and San Dimas. And, you know, and my point is, is that, uh, you know, all these towns are like just one big urban, uh, suburban city, you know, right. and that's what they call the, the IE, like you said, the Inland Empire, we're, we're on right. the Western side. And, so then you've got the Inland Empire uh, eastern side, which would be more San Bernardino and then towards the south Riverside. And I mean, there's there's a lot of population, but it, like I said, it's a lot of uh, bedroom communities. And so you get more of a nine to five culture. And right. so not, you know, you're not seeing the Ferraris and stuff like you guys probably do out in your neck of the woods. They're there. Um, right. But it's that's really not my customer base anyway. And people always laugh, you know, because. Like I have buddies who, you know, like yourself, who who work on exotics all the time, and I'm working on Corolla S models, you know, and and right. you know, sometimes I, I do okay, you know, working on those. No, of course, no, and hopefully we'll have time to get to that. The uh, it was funny because last week, I mean, we we see in Orange County, we see a fair share of nice cars. And I'm not going to lie to you, we, I mean, just Teslas, and I know you get your Teslas too. You you had a post that was amazing that that maybe we'll have time to touch on, but Thank um. You. 
But last week, I mean, I, I've thought about marketing more towards until last week, I thought about marketing more Joe towards, uh, you know, hyper luxury or luxury. But then there, that's a small slice of the entire scope of the market. Right. And yes. if you do that, you risk losing out on the Corollas, the Silverados, the Tacomas, maybe newer Prius. Who knows? Right. So it's like and those people, they want clean cars a lot of times and they've got cash in pocket. And yeah. and I. You know, like I said, last week, I don't think we had one luxury car. It was all mid-level. Yes. Just kind of not to sound trite, but it was kind of boring, you know, yeah. sheet metal. But it yeah. paid the bills. We made good money. And sure. And uh, so it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't think, I mean, yeah, if I was up in Hollywood or, you know, Malibu or Beverly Hills, you know, Brentwood, right. maybe, maybe even La Jolla. I think La Jolla is too small. I just, there's just certain pockets in the United States, maybe like South Beach, you yeah. know, or NYC, Manhattan. Right. Then maybe, but I don't think we're, we have the sprawl like you do, honestly. And I think like where I'm at, there's, there's a handful of cities that are 60 to 80,000, not counting Irvine. Right. And so just like you, we market to those, those, those bedroom communities, if you will. So it's very similar. Yeah. Sure. So, and it works, you know, and I, I'm not a, a, a sheet metal snob, if you will, Joe. I mean, I'll yeah. I'll push it down. I don't care what rolls up. If it if the customer is paying and it makes sense, you right. know, and, and they're a, they're a, a sweet individual and they're not some you know sour, you know, sweet yeah. or sour, then, then yeah, then let, right. let's get it on. But yeah, but, for uh, sure. yeah, you, let, you let, can, go ahead. I was just going to say you can you know find win win uh, transactions or win win deals with just about any demographic and just about any type of car owner. And you can get the opposite, you know, with just about anybody, you know what I mean? That's right. That's right. We've all seen that. I mean, you've been in the yeah. game long enough. I'm sure that, that you might assume that somebody, a 2022 Mercedes customers is, is going to whip out that wallet and, you know, and pay, yeah. pay the proper amount. And then you, you you judge a book by the cover, essentially, right? And then you've got that Corolla, like you said, 2018, cars worth 12, 14 grand. You're thinking now that maybe they're not going to pay top dollar. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're floored. You're like, oh, wow, this person yeah. really loves it. I mean, you open the door, there's microfibers in the door pocket. There's some spray Exactly. Wax. That's you're exactly. Like, okay. yeah. you know, We're on the same go. page. Yep. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So well, let, let's wind the clock back a little bit, Joe, if you got a moment. Um, sure. Give give us Denny Dent Evo's origins, Joe Garcia. What where 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 did you start PDR? What, give us a little bit of your your timeline. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started right here in Southern California, not too far from here, um, Chino, Ontario areas. Um, I I started in 1997. Okay. Um, I was um, on the verge of I I worked in detailing, automotive detailing. Uh, and uh, for a number of years, and I took it very serious. I was such a nerd. I still am, but, you know, Brian, but um, I I took it so seriously. You know, I was very meticulous about it, but I worked for a, a, another guy, and, and uh, I think he was getting burned out with the business, and uh, mm -hmm. it, it just it was going south, you know. And right. long story short, I had already made up my mind I was going to change. I, I wanted a new career path, and I wanted something out of a – I didn't want to work in a shop anymore. I, I right. wanted to do something out on the road. Um, okay. I was looking at uh, uh, electrical contracting, uh, wow. you know, and also at the military. And 
Um, it came down to it. I was at the same time, I was pretty much managing the shop. I was 21 and I, I hired, I would hire a dent guy, uh, a dent company called Dent Free and uh, guy, a gentleman by the name of Rick Dugan. And okay. uh, he was a line board specialist yep. and he had a crew of, of young guys like myself uh, working with them and they were all pushing dents. And, you know, I, I would uh, call them up for all the customers' cars and, uh, and they did great work. And, and I was, I always thought it was a cool, innovative process, but I never yeah. thought that it was even an option for me, you know? Right. Um, so I didn't even ask him. Right. Um, but one day he approached me if I was interested in learning and, I was like, heck yeah, you know, it was almost like fate, you know, like right, the universe was like almost you put off this energy, yeah, you know, and and I mean I wasn't like sour at the place, but I at the same time I I was looking for another option. It was and time for a change. It really was. Yeah. And so I went to work with them and um, you know, and and just was an apprentice and you know, chase you know, chase them around and you know, handing them tools and wiping off the car afterwards and you know, and and slowly started to learn from some of the other techs there. Rick taught me a little bit, but I wouldn't say I was, you know, trained by him. I, I think there was a lot that I, I learned on my own. A lot, I, I think like a lot of us did, you probably did too, Brian. I mean, I, I understand you, you've been in it, in the game for a while yourself. A couple right? of days. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start? Uh, 92. Okay. All right. Yeah, so you, a little been, before, yeah. Wow, man. So you, I would probably venture to say that there was some self-training involved for you yeah yeah i mean i i you know the thing i guess it's a bless and a curse it, the tech who trained me was i don't think he pushes anymore his name was rich price and uh we came up through a uh early seam in orange county i think we were some of the early pioneers and his he was trained by uh like a crew with dent masters Tony okay. Masterson and Ray, if you, if you knew about those guys back in the day. And um, he, he was really good tech, Joe. I mean, ridiculously so for only being in the game, maybe two months. And wow. I, I convinced him to train me because back in, then, even when you were at, there was, I mean, there was franchises, you know, you were going to, yeah. you're going to cut a big check, right? 25, 50 grand. That's right. So, so yeah, I was lucky that he was my neighbor at the time. And it's just, you talk about fate, right? It was just like, yeah, it was, the timing was really good. So right on. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were lucky. It was the right time. Dent free is there. Um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. So you, you might be showing the basics, but we're out in the field. We're going to make some mistakes. Oh, you know, telling me. Right? oh yeah. Yeah. I made, a, I made my fair share, you know? Yeah, I, I actually uh, I think I knew I think I met Rich Price before at MTV okay. and I think he had a like a directory or something a while back. I, he I think online. he did. And and okay. yeah, he, he had a shop down in the down in Irvine, the Spectrum area for okay. a good handful of years. And like I, I said, know. technically, it was very inspirational, Joe. And I don't know about I don't know about the guys you worked with, if any of them were, you know, like witches. But but Rich was he was just a natural he didn't yeah. have, he's one of those guys that you just hand a tool and you're like, you know, and this is yeah. pre glue pulling ears and everything. And, and right. I would ride along with him at Cerritos Auto Center and just watch him make thousands of days, um, you know, in the nineties, you know, which was, yeah. you know, and, sure. and was, right. Yeah. And it was, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Those, was, in those days you could do that with used cars too, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, there was, I mean, who else did they have? 
Right. You know, there, was, there was one guy flying around from, I think, Russia. I think his name was Vladimir. He, he'd hit all the Mercedes stores and BMW stores in L.A. Oh, really? oh yeah. Wow. And this man. guy was just like a like a playboy, you know, just just touch down and then he'd fly to Vegas and then all the major cities, you know, just and, you know, it was it was the Wild West back then. There was virtually no competition. So, yeah, Rich would just yeah. sit there. It was and the crazy thing about it is, Joe, is all these dents were like, you know, yeah. nobody knew. Crazy. And you know this, even when you were getting into the game, nobody knew the stuff that we've, you know, yeah. we, right. Right. I don't yeah. think we wanted them now. You know, at least because were they going to pay? I mean, no, probably not. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, Mike and I. You know, you probably know. You know, Mike Toledo and, and uh, we. You know, we do the podcast, and we're always talking about like because we talk a lot about price on there. Not not uh, not your buddy price, but <laughs> price, yeah, PDR price. <laughs> you know, all of them. Yeah, and uh, and we talk about it like uh, like why did we why were we always saying cheaper than the body shop? You know, it's such a cop out, you know, but at the same time, like you said, we were just fixing dents like this and yes, you know, maybe something a little bit bigger when we wanted to be a hero. And That's uh, right. one of the things that I learned from dent free and Rick Dugan's, uh, you know, direction was uh, relieving pressure though, early on. And right. uh, he was showing us how to, how to relieve, you know, crowns and stuff and knock that down. And, um, and you know make the dent softer but yeah we were putting a lot of tape electrical tape on on tool tips the the tools were archaic man like oh, just, horrible yeah everything was right angle you know yep. and, you know yeah. so if you no, weren't careful were you, ridiculous yeah absolutely yeah. i don't know i mean when you when you start with dent free how many tools do you you probably would you have like eight ten tools we had a pretty large selection believe it or not it was all rods and all wires and yeah uh, like I said, uh, there was one tool in our, our kit that I remember that was like a, like a, I don't know, like a 70 degree kind of, it would be equivalent to like a, a, a double bend blade or a triple yeah. blend, tri triple, triple bend blade. Excuse me. That's a tongue right. twister. Easy for you to um, say. Yeah. And that was my favorite tool because yeah. I could get in behind a dent and just with, you know, if it was a deep dent, I remember I did the, my first dent Olympics way back when, and at the MTE and I, I actually placed because I used a blade tool and bare metal against the dent. And mind you, these were not as deep as they are now. So oh, no, I know. Yeah. So and they uh, didn't always use the air cannon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but I was able to just like almost use it like a, like a spoon, you know? So yeah. instead of just that 90 degree pointy, thing you know and yeah and it fit really nice down a door but man it was really hard to twist them because the handles were you know obviously not ergonomic so no and you they weren't movable they were fixed yep yeah. they were that's yeah, right we, we've come a long way baby I'll tell we you. sure have man it's nuts so yeah. so you dent free gave you gave you an opportunity which is fantastic I'm, i remember good. hearing of that company wave i always thought it was a good name um cool. i never met rick uh but um so you, you you got that opportunity uh let's let's fast forward to now so right now obviously i i've i've seen your stuff on paul cordon's um and i've seen some of the podcasts too i but i i i, I really take notice of you joe with i i i'm a super big fan of, of the way that you estimate oh, um thank you. I, I like the way you showed the, how you itemize it 
Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of learning for a lot of people who don't know. Uh, and then, um, and I, I don't know if you're just retail now or are you still doing some wholesale work or are you strictly retail? A tiny bit. I still have a, a last of the Mohicans little dealer group that, uh, you know, those, those days for me are, are numbered. They really are. Um, yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, I still do a little just because I have a great relationship with that group and yep. it's win-win, you know, so it's not, right. I'm not getting what I get for retail, anything close no, to it, but you know, yeah. but it's but you're treated uh, right, treated fairly, you're paid decent. That's right. And it's nice yeah. when things slow down a little bit too. Well, that's it. I mean, that's the, you know, I've, on the podcast, I've talked about the pros and cons of, of wholesale retail, you know, retail, we get, we get the money, you know, the yeah. time payment, it's usually the same day. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing about it, I mean, retail is, is there's some peaks and valleys, tax time, weather like this, especially if you're sure. mobile. Absolutely. Um, you know, for those of you that aren't out in California where Joe and I are at, we, we've got a little bit of moisture this season. So yes, we did. So it's, you know, even today and forecast it tomorrow and next couple of days. So, yep. so, um, so yeah, the nice thing about wholesale is, is they got to sell cars. They're going to have work for you and you don't have to go, go hunt for it. You know, the, the meat's been yep. slayed on the table and you can just go feast. Yes. So, That's right. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't hit on anybody that do, does wholesale for that reason. I mean, the only bad thing, and you and I know there's, well, there's probably more than one, but, but sometimes we're not respected because there's a lot of techs in cities like ours. Yep. Uh, so they don't maybe value in, and unless the ones really know what we do and, and understand the craftsmanship and the, the different levels. At yeah. the end of the day, some of these dealers and you and I jo know, Joe, it's just that they're just looking to get the dent out 60, yeah. 80% and, you know, a cheap price and right. show up when I need you and get out of my face kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, it, it's almost it reminds me, Brian, of like when you go to a casino and if you choose to gamble, you know, they say the odds are always against you. You know, yeah, the, the house has uh, go with the house. Favor, that's right. right? Yeah. That's right. And that's kind of how it is with uh, the dealers. You know, they, they have the leverage. They, they really do. And I do, you know, and, and other than my little, you know, my friends that that little dealer group, it's almost like boutique level now, you know, um, and they're, they're main, you know, franchise dealership, but they're, they do such small, uh, used car numbers, uh, they're high line, you know, but they okay. do such small high line or high, uh, or such small numbers on the used cars that they, uh, they're, it's almost boutique. And I, I go there every couple of weeks or, you know, when, when I, you know, they're, and they're very patient with me, so right. it works. And then, other than that, there are dealerships that do call me when they're two or three or four dent guys. You know, either don't want to fix something or can't fix something, or if it's right. a real picky customer, because that's Perfect. the other side of of what you know, like what you mentioned about me posting the pricing and itemizing it out and just really getting granular about it, nerdy about it. You know, is it yeah. it turns off consumers all the time i know that and i mike and i talk about this all the time like it shuts i know it shuts the door on some opportunities and but there are people who would otherwise use the the low end or or competitive price dent guys or service providers um but they know to call me when it when something is of high importance which is right. a great place to be for me because I, I appreciate it it gives me leverage in the situation That's but right. it's the, ultimately it's the work that i love to do and I, like i said i'm a nerd about it and it's uh it, you know who knows where that comes from uh a little bit of a 
meticulous nature, but it's also, it could be, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, what's the word like an inferiority complex or something. I want to be valued, you know, <laughs> for, yeah. for the, for what I do, you know, maybe we'll, we'll circle back to your, your parental upbringing later. Or, yeah. Know, get, yeah. Maybe, Don't maybe get me started from a little bit or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the PDR tech spectrum. Yep. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it's good to have that affliction. I think that's why uh, I, I admire you from afar. And, I'm, and I reached out to you to, to try to connect and I hope to meet in the future. But but I yeah, think it, it appears we're cut from similar cloth because I, I, I get the feeling you're the kind of guy that's not going to push a dent to to the quality of the customer specs. But I think you've got your own set of criteria. And, so. I've I've made. um like I said, I've made a lot of mistakes over the years and, and I've messed up cars, um, you know, despite my Mr. You know, Dan Evo over here, you know, factory spec guy. Um, sure. uh, but I've also made the mistake of over delivering um, in, in, in the sake of, you know, we were talking about wholesale, for example, I had a lot of clients for many, many years that were really the wrong fit for me. Right. And I, you know, that saying, you know, don't cast your pearls before swine, you know, and I was doing a lot of that, Brian. I, I did yeah. really clean work and not really getting compensated for it or, yeah. or appreciated. And you right. know, those dealerships, you know, a lot of them are pretty cutthroat and they dangle your career from a string. And, you know, one day you're in, one day you're out. And that happened to me a couple of different times in my career. And uh, yeah. I, I don't want that again. Yeah. Now, and the funny thing is, I'm sure you've got a ham a, a a good portion of your your book of business, Joe, is probably repeat, just based yeah. upon my experience and 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 longevity in this in this industry, and 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 we fish from the same pond, in in the sense that we're different geographies. But, yeah. but when you do that kind of level of work, there's going to be people that appreciate it, yes. and those are your and my clients. If if you don't mind me saying, I I get the feeling yeah. at least. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind. And and they're they're loyal. Um, mm -hmm. It's just I, I talk to McGill like this about the same thing all the time. He, we're probably thirty percent, maybe maybe higher, refer or repeat slash referral business, which is when you when people recognize what we do and the the I I saw in one of your posts the other day you, you used the word that I love to use and and I I throw this out there for anybody who watches this to please use this word the word sculpt. It, it's okay. so definitive and so descriptive about because you you do retail and everybody that's been in the retail game knows people are going to say, I know this is probably going to be easy for you. It's just going to pop out, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and I always said like bubble wrap. Yeah. But then when you tell them the, mm -hmm. the, the, the intricacies, the craftsmanship of how we have to sculpt, you know, yes. technically orange peel by orange peel sometimes, unless you're glue pulling or you use a pretty massive tip. You know, yeah. it's it's not that way. And, and we got to break those beliefs. And it's, you know, every day, you know, you, you sometimes you feel like a freaking tape recorder or whatever. You just you, know, you could just hit hit replay and then just say, hey, they don't yeah. pop out. We sculpt them. Here's yeah. I can do a demo for you, blah, blah, blah. Or, and that that I love when I saw that on what I think it was on Instagram. You put you put something about sculpt and and that's that's i wish all the techs talked about this because it would you know rising tide raises all ships right <clears throat> but they don't um 
But I think that's that's the future PDR. I think the more people that get educated, and there's going to be people that are bargain hunters, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. That's the market, right? We've got all that's these, right. you know, different different tiers, right? That's right, that's right. And there's certain, like you said, you have your customers, which yeah. and I do too. And there's some people that you and I don't want, you know, yeah, for a variety right. of reasons. Budget oh, yeah. could be one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I was agreeing with you. Budget could be one. Uh, sometimes just attitude. I had a guy call me today and, you know, it was a dent I knew I could fix. Um, yep. I gave him a price range um, yeah. and uh, we, we, that was through text. And, uh, and, you know, and I, and then he, he started with this like sense of urgency, which can be good or it can be bad, right. you know, depending on the individual. And, and I uh, ended up on the phone with him and his sense of urgency was more like uh, kind of that of a, like a crackhead man like he 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 was and he was focused on the price too he said well what's it going to be you know i told him a, a range of between 250 and 450 it wasn't a terrible dent it was a you know within one inch dent but it was a little deep and on the hood of a silverado and okay i said well i don't know if it's aluminum i don't know if it's obstructed I, and that that's after explaining to him you know what the cost is based on the size right. the depth Actors. location Metal right. type accessibility, all these factors can make a big difference in the Huge. difficulty of the repair. And if you're concerned about a great quality outcome, then you know we we do need to take these these uh, concerns, you know, these factors into concern. Otherwise, you know, if you're not concerned about that and you want to roll the dice and you're just concerned about the the low price, you probably don't need me. I, I basically let them go, you know? Yeah. And my point of bringing that up is the same thing. It's like, if I really wanted to fight for that opportunity, I could, but you know, it, it I, I leave the door open for better opportunities, including, and it's not always just for high tickets. I mean, that's kind of my model um, is high ticket, you know, and yeah. averaging, you know, a good solid ticket and getting in front of the right consumers, you know, but, yeah. but I, I'm not, that doesn't, that's not to say I'm not helpful with people with smaller jobs, but when we're not clicking and when they're kind of acting a little bit sporadic, I let them be somebody else's problem. Well, that, that's just it. I mean, you just nailed it. I mean, there's, there's flags, Joe, you, you're, you've been down this, this trail Absolutely. years and, and there's little warning flags and sometimes they might they might not be a warning flag. Maybe it's a miscue. Um, but anger or energy is something you have to be careful about. There's all yep. there's all kinds of little cues that I've never really talked about in the podcast. It's kind of funny you brought that up. But but nonetheless, I, I call those customers headed customers. And I try to steer clear yeah. of them because mm -hmm. it sounds like you're in the similar boat too, which is great. We have the luxury of doing so. We have yeah. enough deal flow. We have enough, you know um arrows you know in the air or, or lines in the water to catch enough fish that yeah. like you said you, you're now available to do another client that's going to potentially yield you maybe more profit maybe the same maybe less but sure. no headache you know that's it's going right. to be seamless they're going to be appreciative maybe you'll get yeah. a referral so and that's the way i mean every day i i get at least one or two people that I, I, I'm, I'm human. Sometimes I might feel kind of down for a split second. Like, ah, oh, I wish we would have got that one or whatever. Like today yeah. we had a, I'll get a quick start. We had a Mustang GT was supposed to show up uh, 275 for, for a one inch dent quarter pound. 
I was yeah. I was going to ask you if you get small dents, and I want you to answer that question after my comment, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, definitely. I'm now because I'm old enough, forget that I even asked it. Um, but <laughs> one inch dent, I don't normally do small dents, Joe, because I premium price. I, I lay out all the factors. You mentioned aluminum. If something's aluminum, yeah. it's aluminum. If I get a brace, it's a brace. If I'm glue pulling, blah, 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 blah. Detrimming, right. I'm going to charge for that. That's right. Unless it's some extending circumstance, my dents are typically, I'm, I, even if it's a one inch dent, it's probably going to be in the threes at least. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. your Silverado, you said 250 to, to 400 plus. And the guy probably was, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I could think about the combo, I bet he was probably trying to get you to nail down a specific price. Yeah. He was at 400, right? That's right. Right. Of course. And I have to wonder if I had told him, you know, 350 to 550, would he have been trying to nail down 350? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. but I don't yeah, play that game. I just, you know, I just tell him like it is and, and, you know, but go ahead with your story, man. Yeah. So anyway, so the guy didn't show that that's, right. that's, uh, uh, it's a quick end of the story to, to a fairy tale. Um, yeah. and, and it's just, and, and we met, and the funny thing about it is it wasn't like it was even a text or a call. We actually engaged personally. So it's kind of rare when that happens. Right. But it goes to show you and the, and well, you already know this, it goes to show the listeners that, that small dents, when you start to kind of try to get into that, that achievement level where you're going to trying to do, you know, dents, they're going to pay you better. You're going to get better or happier customers. You bottom fishing is not the way it just isn't. And yeah, yeah, sometimes it's nice. I mean, after you've done a, a 18 inch deep, sharp crease with brace and aluminum or glue, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's right. nice to get a, a quick little $250, you know, 10 minute dent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who doesn't like that? Sure. But at the same time, I, I just, I don't get a lot of them. And, and this yeah. guy didn't show, I wish he would have called. And I told him, I said, Hey, look, if you're, if you can't make the appointment for some reason, but the fact that we engaged personally and I explained to him, you know, Hey, here's where the, I gotta, I gotta go four feet up through your taillight into that quarter panel. You yeah. know, yeah, I could right. drill if you want me to, but I'd rather not, you know, sure. blah, blah, blah. So I got to charge right. for this, this, and this. And it was like a two and two seventy five for this guy's dent. And, yeah. You know, so I so that that leads me to, my, to the question I asked you. You know, I actually surprisingly I remembered it. Do you get much small dent removals or or no, Brian? I I don't get a lot of them, but I get more than I expected to when I first started putting the pricing up, particularly for small dents. You know, right? Um, and uh, what I get, the ones I get are the people who are like I said before, who are meticulous, but they're not rude. You know, I think a lot of uh, guys that I talk to mis misinterpret, like a lot of dent guys that I talk with mi sometimes misinterpret a picky person for somebody who's going to be nitpicky. And I think there's a difference. There I is. think a picky or meticulous person for, for me, that's who I kind of target. That's who I serve. And that's who has the, what I, I call a high level problem to solve, um, which pays better. And they want, they want, yes, they want good craftsmanship, um, but they also want some presence in the situation, you know? Right. Um, so like where a lot of my competitors are, well, you know, they'll just shoot a number and I know because they, they tell me or, or the customers tell me and they'll shoot a number. But if it's somebody I, I, I feel like, you know, I can help and, you know, well, I always lead in with, hey, this is what we do. We do factory spec you know, repairs. And that what this means is we get it as close to 
factory condition as possible, you know, right. and, you know, we, and we base the cost on what I said before, you know, and, and, uh, and so usually that those type of consumers, they, they, they really, they're to them, it's, it's a bargain, you know, I mean, right. yeah, you know, 350 for a, a ding, you know, is, is not a, is not outrageous to them. It's, yeah. it's, it means a lot to them, you know? So, um, you know, I think uh, it's 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 a good fit. You know, right. so I do I, get I do get them, awesome. but I don't get a lot of them. You know, no, well, because you know, I'll I'll I'll, re I'll reply to that with this this comment. What do you, or even question? What do you think when somebody says to you, "It doesn't need to be perfect"? Um, that's a red flag a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because yes, I, I, I counter that with maybe we're not the the right fit you know right um, I, but i not initially i don't necessarily pull the trigger right away brian yeah um, i try well this is a great question that you ask because really it comes down to uh, there's a saying um you know seek first to understand and, and then to be understood right right and you know i try on a good day that's what i do you know on yeah. a bad day i may jump to conclusions sometimes you know <laughs> but nature. It is. It yeah. is. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of mind, you know, psychology in, in uh, this. But, um, yeah, I, I try to understand them and and ask them a few more questions. And so, you know, because if I mean, let's face it, if they are if they're turning in a lease return or, you know, if, if it's you know, I get plenty of customers who are really picky about their car. But then their daughter got, you know, backed into on, on right. you know, on her car and it's a it's it's a Civic or whatever. And it's you know, they're not too worried about it. They, Joe, can you, what, you know, what can you do for me on this? It, it doesn't need to be perfect. And, you know, in that context, so in context, it, you know, sometimes it makes sense out yeah. of context, you know, when somebody leads in, leads asking, I was thinking the same word, that, or, yeah. or, well, the guy, the gentleman with the Silverado that I told you about earlier today, who I pulled the ripcord on politely, of course, of course, he, his first thing was, I have this little tiny super little tiny dent on the hood that's what he said those yeah. words you know and and like and that's a red flag to me because if you're leading in like that um you know you're telling me that okay you, you you're lowering the level of the problem which i'm the wrong guy to say that to, <laughs> you know well, there's, there's there's two things that i i i i've been down this road so much and ad nauseum almost joe but and you know it there's two i don't know if red flags is is that the, it's red flag for us not to wanted to do their repair because we know that they're probably not a good match but there's yeah. two things they but if they keep telling you how small it is and it's funny because i'll i'll mute it and i'll have a conversation with people around me that are like my my assistant techs or people and we'll just make comments like about how those customers it's not going to work out let me show you why yeah i mean literally as they're talking it turns into an exercise. There's yeah. like five, right. It's a training exercise about how to estimate. And, and right. they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll use five different adjectives for the word small. And you and I know it means the budget's small. It doesn't mean the dent's small. Um, so that's the, that's the warning flag of a bad bad match. And the other one is is when they hold the, co the coin up to it or ruler, it doesn't de facto mean that it's not going to be a customer. Right. But it probability wise, it's leading towards somebody once again, by my experience, Joe, yeah. that they may not be willing or interested in putting a budget towards 
you know, that kind of repair, because like I said, they're just financially, you know, restricted either, you know, by budget or by understanding of, of our process. That's you know? right. So, That's it, right. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. So yeah. here, I, I have another question for you. You mentioned about, about doing estimating. So you don't currently have a shop. Is that correct? Or, or do you? I'm 100% mobile. You're yeah. 100% mobile. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you how you do estimates first, because that's, yeah. that to me is so tricky um, for a mobile guy, because mm -hmm. I, I'm a glutton with a shop. I can just say, come on in. Yes. You know? I, I, I envy you, Brian. Right. I mean, honestly, yeah. to me, more important than weather, and, and you may agree, you may not, but I think more important than weather and comfort and facility equipment and all that fun stuff, having a fridge and a restroom right here. Nah, sure. I think estimating is the number one reason. And maybe, maybe brick and mortar trust, a little bit of that too, which you, you maybe have had to com compete with a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Social so proof. I, right? But I think estimating how, like you, the silver, let's go back to Silverado just for a second, just for, yes. for a case study, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, so you got this guy, one inch, give or take dent, probably aluminum, probably under a brace. You know, you're trying to get, get all the, the, the information you can from this individual. Yes. But, but if you really wanted that job, I mean, you hopped on a call, which was, was good thing. Number one, you know, right. versus just texting because texting, there's just no, he yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, he can't get to know Joe. He doesn't know right. who you are. Absolutely. You know, if you're, right. you know, you know, mm -hmm. a human being with, with any kind of sense semblance of, I don't know, professionalism. So getting right. on the phone, all of a sudden you're, you're well-spoken you present well, he's getting, now there's a connection. Okay. This is a professional I'm dealing with. Wow. That's you know, right. but at the same time, you're not face to face. You can't go through mm -hmm. all the different factors. Like I can't, or anybody like Mike Toledo, anybody's got a shop. Yeah. Um, so what do you do when, when you want a job? I mean, would you ever go out and do a mobile estimate? Or are you just like my, my time's too valuable. I can't do this kind of thing. I evaluate my opportunities. And right. I'm, I'm very picky about my opportunities and right. uh, as you know, such as the case with, you know, that gentleman and why I pulled the ripcord, but um, I do go out and give estimates um, and for big, you know, in, what I know is going to be a insurance claim too. Right. That's like, where, like the Tesla one you did. I mean, obviously that's yeah. one that if, you know, if you got a big fish trying to set the hook, so to speak. Absolutely. That, yeah. But yeah. for a one inch stand, you're probably not going to, going to yeah. waste your time. But it, I would think yeah. that's got to be more of a challenge for a lot of the mobile guys. And, and back in the day, I was a mobile guy. I mean, I didn't know, yeah. I didn't, wasn't born into PDR with a shop, yeah. you know? So, so I, but back in the day we did a lot more wholesale than, and now yeah. that we're doing retail work. So, right. So, yeah. So, so you just do a case by case basis. Is that kind of the way that you work? I out? do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty selective. I, I have the luxury of being because I'm, I'm pretty small time. You know, I, I, I used to have guys, that worked sublet with me, you know, with the wholesale, the big lots. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I couldn't do that stuff on my own, but you know, I changed, I, you know, I transitioned into the retail realm. I always did retail, but it just was secondary, but now it's become my main focus. And right. yes, I do provide it on a mobile basis. And, um, and yeah, it, it, there are some challenges, especially like you said, in, as competitive as the Southern California market is, you know, we have just like you probably have out there, Brian and OC, we we've got a lot, we've got dent guys on 
in every town, you know? Oh now. yeah. No, I mean, I yeah. trust me. I like, that's one of the reasons why I don't get small dance. You yeah. know, people figure that if I can get them here, like the, like the Mustang we lost today, yeah. I guarantee my painter was like, ah, you know, the guy probably did it for 125. And I think I was at, at right around 275 to do a nickel size dent, yeah. you know? And he was right. like, drill, do whatever you have to do. I don't care. You yeah. know, I, I trust you'll do good work. You know, I've read your reviews, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But right. I mean, I'm, I'm on a budget. And it was an 06, 07 Mustang GT. Yeah. So, right. you know, I mean, I did a small dent on a Roush Mustang, purchased out at uh, Mark Christopher in Redlands, which I'm sure you know where that guy yep. is at. I, I do. He's yeah. a Roush dealer in, in SoCal. Mm -hmm. right. That was a whole different car. You know, that right. pencil eraser dent, yeah. I think it was like 575. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, for sure. You know, and yeah. it's it was a higher level problem that you were solving, right? Absolutely. Yet, yet probably the same dent, but you know, uh, it just had a different need. The customer had a different need, and that's yeah. what I mean when I say high high level problem. You know? Yeah. No, that's well spoken. I like that. You said a couple of terminologies that I that I definitely will glean. I, I like a lot of things you're saying, Joe. And like I said, thank I, you. I, yeah. Now there's a lot of a lot of lot of gems in here for a lot of people. Um, cool. Okay, so and and on that note, have have you have you considered doing a mobile getting? I'm sorry, getting a shop. Have you thought about Brian? There's not, out, out in the is, there's, there's not just, a day that goes by where I don't consider the advantages of having a shop for various reasons. You know, yeah, I mean, the technical aspect is just one of them. But uh, I'm on board with what you're saying about you know the social proof of a brick and mortar and the legitimacy that it shows. And um, yes, it is definitely in my future for now. Okay, this is how I roll. And, yeah. uh, you know, I have my reasons and I won't bore you with them, but this <laughs> is, uh, you know, I, I'm building and I, I'm very candid about my, my situation and, and my journey uh, right. uh, on, on my, on our podcast with Mike, you know, and uh, he hates it when I call it Mike's podcast, you know, but <laughs> he says, it's our podcast, bro. You know, you're there. you know, and he's a good dude, <laughs> you, you know, and, yeah. and, and those conversations that him and I have have been so vital to not only my success, but ma mainly my, my sanity. And, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, uh, we, we always say it's like therapy, you know, and, but it's oh, mainly, yeah sharpening the blade man you know we're yep. sharpening the axe like crazy and uh you know whether we're recording the conversation or just you know off the record you know and and um but on that show i i you know elaborate a little bit on you know it very honestly you know bear my soul to some degree uh, on you know my mistakes i've made and shortcomings and my our growth you know we're not just whining yeah. and, and uh you know and singing the blues, we, we do, you know, say, okay, we're struggling with this, or I'm struggling with this today, or Mike's struggling with this today. And, but we try to find solutions, you know, to the, the problem. And, and uh, part of that is, uh, you know, going back to the shop question. I mean, I, it's definitely in my future, um, Good. you know, but for now, I, I really am, Brian, I am enjoying the heck out of, out of breaking through barriers on the mobile level and uh particularly doing those insurance jobs you know because right you know a lot of people don't think they they can be done like that even i didn't right. think so you know and right um, but it's it's very empowering to be able to do it on that level and mobile and i have no doubt in like what i was going to start saying is that i'm building the framework within my my little business my little service business to 
if I want to go that route in a shop or, or stay mobile or both, I, I have no doubt that I can do that because I, I feel like I'm building the framework for it. Right. Joe, hold on one second. I got a tech that's actually doing a repair. I'll be Definitely. back in 20 seconds. Take Drive. your time. Take your time. I guess I've got the ship here. I don't know who's watching. I'll put on the comments here. I guess we're not live, so no biggie. Yeah, so we got some dead air here, so I'll try and fill it in best I can. Um, uh, yeah, so for if anybody's listening anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I'm currently building the framework to, to my business, and I take that word from, uh, from my friend Mike Toledo, who's been uh, very crucial in my journey. He's, he's a good friend, and uh, we relate a lot. And, and about Mike, uh, he actually was trained by his stepdad, who was also trained by Rick Dugan. So we, we have the same lineage, and that's why some of you who have seen both of us, I, I know you've all seen Mike. <laughs> You know, he gets a lot of views, obviously. But uh, if you've seen my my uh, posts, my videos, you'll see that I also use a line board like Mike. So, uh, you know, uh, that's what that's what we do. Thank you, Joe. I was, uh, no problem. man. I didn't know if this is live, if it's on it, it is live, but I don't think we got I, I didn't put out the live link. There could be some people listening. I don't I don't know if we have it. I, I literally Big. posted up. I'm, I'm recording it, too. So. Yeah, most so, people. This podcast, I, I've only done a small handful of lives. Okay, um, no problem. You, YouTube, we would add a lot of people, but yeah. Well, no, thank you. I do say you were filling some of the dead air. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I I hope you don't mind. You can edit it out if you want. No, 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 no. I, no, I was no, kind of no. going no. into I was kind of going into uh, the lineage of uh, the line board and and how Mike and I, Mike Toledo and I, uh, know each other. Is that he was trained by uh, his stepdad, who was also trained by Rick Dugan. Right. So, uh, so we have kind of the same lineage. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's funny how some people are aligned. Some people are fog. Some people c combine both. You know, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it on your videos. You, you had a great one where, where it's really hyper zoomed in Joe and, and you okay. can see the lines and you're taking down, down high spots and you just watch those lines walk out even. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you, you, you know, which one I'm talking about, or maybe there's multiple, but that was such a good, good representation of what lines can do thank you, you know um you. and I, I there's pros and cons to both i mean you and i we could we could open up a whole whole can of worms i i i, I agree we could talk more technical i i i'm my i don't know about you my personal thing is i and i i, I don't know you're probably everything but i, I like i i get a jones off of marketing I get, I get a jones off estimating and pricing that's why i'm a i'm a a a, a wall flower and paul cordon's you know pricing uh facebook page um, okay I, I just love to just get in there and see a lot of the techs across the united states even the world really yeah leveling up you know and, and their systems yeah. and processes and everything it's but inspiring it really yeah. is it really is and 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 not only that it's educational because every now and then you'll see a tech that's actually doing something that's like i said i i'll give you an example of something that i saw that you do your, your actual estimate you have a you have a paper estimate, correct? No, I, I use Mobile Tech RX. Okay. Do you give the customer just a digital or do you give them a, a paper? A oh, paper okay. Estimate? Maybe you're referring to my price guide um, or what well, I call an assessment guide. It, it's I a card. It, like, it might have been an insurance estimate. It may be, 
But even then, if you use Mobile Tech RX, you're just sending the customer a digital copy. You're not giving them an actual piece of paper, right? Yes, exactly. It's a digital PDF file. Right. And then when, but you go granular, like the, using all the factors you can, maybe you even custom add in some. Like, for, yeah. I'll give you an example. Here's something that I've been doing that maybe you've done, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned crowns. Dugan was showing you guys how to reduce pressure and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Well, you got a dent, and not all dents have crowns. Most do. I mean, somebody would, some people could argue that every dent's got a crown at some point. Maybe that, maybe that's valid. But sure. So, but that's a, a a process we have to tackle. Some crowns are ridiculous. You know, like right. fender dents. I mean, most of the time, you could the crown takes you more time than the, the dent removal itself, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so why not charge for the crown, not just the dent? You know, because the customer yeah. doesn't understand that. And a body shop, if the body shop was doing painless dental repair, you and I know how body shops roll. They right. itemize everything. Yes, they do. So, so what I've been doing lately, where it's applicable, and in other words, where the customer sees value in it, and I have the opportunity to, to try to get a few bucks, I'll yeah. charge X dollars for the dent and then X dollars for the crown, Yeah. Not, notwithstanding the other things. And I'll tell you right now, yeah. people get it. They're like, okay, I understand. And especially, yeah. Joe, on what if I've got a ridge that's just epic, you know, like I said, most of the time, I don't know, it's maybe because of the softness of fenders, but a lot of times it's fenders. It could be a door with a side intrusion beam or whatever, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. And, and and it's been working really well for us. It's been it's been an opportunity for us to add a few more extra dollars, you know, and then show the yeah. customer, once again, you're educating, you're showing yeah. them, hey, this is what paintless dent repair is. we we remove the dent, we we get gotta get behind the braces, we gotta you know, take off a right. trim panel or whatever, you know, so they see Absolutely. all these different systems that we do. Good. But that, that's that been a good one for us is actually pricing in crown removal, you know. Yeah, no, that's brilliant, Brian. I, I think yeah. it's great. I, 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 you know, shoot, I'll, I'll look into adding that to my price guide. <laughs> I mean, especially with the really aggressive crown, it makes sense. And it's, right. it's, let's face it, I mean, that's a big part of the eyesore on a dent that has a nasty crown and, and you know. Um, yeah. You you can show that to the customer. You can show that to an insurance adjuster. Hey, right. look, this we call a crown. There's only one way to deal with this, and very carefully. Otherwise, very you can destroy the dent. Slow and meticulous. It's, yep. Anything yeah. that's going to justify the cost is is justifiable. You know. Right. So, yeah, man. and that's and and you and I know how much time a a, a good crown can take. You know, yeah. uh, like I said. So imagine it. You know, back in the day, I'm, I'm sure. I, I mean, I, I probably did. I'm, I'm sure I removed some dents where I didn't get all the whole crown out. You know? Oh, yeah. I just didn't, and I think there's still a lot of newbies out there doing the same thing. So yeah. the customer might think that the dent's not even removed or partially not removed because the crown getting right. all the shading and everything in there anyway, you know? so That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's been something that's, that's worked really well for us. That's so, so just to close out the last comment before I did talk to my tech. Yeah. So shops in your future, we can pretty much put that – we could ink. Yeah, it, it definitely will be in my future. At what point? I don't know when exactly. Uh, I'm also looking at the possibility of upgrading instead, just upgrading my my vehicle, my mobile unit. And I have a uh, a long bed Tacoma right now. And well, there's tools in the long bed and on top of the the truck and inside the back of the cab too, and, and right. even in the glove box. So, you know, I'm kind of running out of space on that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, David uh, with uh, Pacific Coast has that real nice Sprinter. Yes, that thing's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I back in the day when I first got in, we all drove Tacomas, or they weren't even yeah. called Tacomas; they were just called Toyota pickup trucks. But, That's right. I had one too, twenty two R. Yeah, right. 
Yep. And and they were really good for uh for the repairs, but um not so good for if if you had a, if you didn't have a shell, you know, the elements, yeah. getting your yeah. tools stolen or something if you go into Home Depot or get, go get a bite to eat. Brother, um, you you are so correct. I I was just telling somebody the story the other day. I I had my old Toyota truck, 22R with all my PDR tools stolen out of a right. parking lot of a Home Depot. You know, I, I I literally have, man. So yeah, uh, you you know what I'm talking about. I do. I right. do. It, was, it was traumatizing for me. I I I don't even want to go near the place anymore. <laughs> right now, and that's, I mean, they're okay, especially if you have a shell or a bed cap or something. But yeah, but now there's there's better vehicles now. You know, not you're right. Not even talking about advertising and, and physical mm -hmm. space and all that. And yeah, you mentioned David's uh, van, and I've seen it on uh, you know on his social media and yeah. it's a big billboard. It looks great. You know, so, yeah. With the wave and all that, it's it's eye catching. I'm sure he's getting you know retail wherever he parks, you know, and it's just yep. you know, it's a brand, like you said. You talk about trust. I mean, no, I don't know. I don't think he has a brick and mortar, but when you drive up and then it's almost the same as having a brick and mortar. You know? It's it's pretty impressive. It, yeah. it is. It is. Nice. So let's let's. I know we're getting along in time, and I, I don't want to take up your whole your whole evening. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about pricing. Okay. Yes. Um, you're 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 a somewhat I want to say frequent poster, but you you seem to get on Paul's uh, Facebook page from time to time, correct? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. I enjoy that uh, group for the most part. You know, when th there's a lot of inspiring posts, I feel on there, including yours. You know, you always have great uh, commentary on there. I appreciate your your encouragement. Oh, Brian. thank you. I, I haven't posted too many of our own estimates on there. Um, I okay. should. Um, like I said, especially the crown thing, I think a lot of people would like that. And, that, and I should post that because I think anything, like I said, rising tides, right? That's the more right. of us that are getting all the dollars we can, I think it, it in educating the, the, the customer, the consumers, yes. um, it's going to, it's a downline. It helps all the other PDR techs. So, yeah, um, so, so obviously you said mobile tech RX, you're itemizing your estimates, you're presenting it. Um, how, how can you and I have been in this game for a while, but, but speaking to the, the other the other listeners how yeah. can another pdr tech who who aspires to to do better like us or or better um yeah. how can they separate themselves from the peanut gallery you talked about about some of the things you do and, and like i said you have a challenge because you just can't sit back and like a, me being a glutton and telling the people come here so you've got to really you know fine tune you know your process which yes. i'm sure you've done um, so what, what can an average tech or a new tech do, um, to get to, to achieve higher, if you will? That's a great question. Um, I always joke, you know, on, on our podcast that, you know, don't do what I do, <laughs> you know, um, do the opposite. I mean, it, it's, I always say like, if you want to just be busy, I mean, yeah, just be cheap, you know, it's not the answer if you want to do good work and it's not the answer if you want satisfied customers, but it's not hard to be busy doing PDR, but you know, when you, I, what I will tell you is that when I started using Paul Corden's price guide, and that was way back in 2015 with my retail and with anything that was like of high importance, even new cars that were damaged at the dealerships. In those cases, I would use the retail price guide, measure right. out the dent and factor in all the variables 
and but then reduce the cost uh, for their volume discount, you know, accordingly right. with with the dealership in case in, the, in right. that case. But as far as retail, I was using it right away. And um, what what this has done for me, Brian, is it's again I I enjoy doing good quality craftsman work, you know, and metal work, and and it's it's allowed me to do the kind of work that I love, and for people who really value it the most, you know, right. and, um, I've seen it not just with me, but with others who use the price guide and in, including shops like yours who have crew and, and have guys working with them and uh, techs on board and, and everybody's quality has gone up. Who's using price guide and, and getting higher tickets now. Right. And what have you also seen in, in the industry at the same time, simultaneously, it's no coincidence that, the PDR tool and equipment manufacturing industry has been producing equipment now and, and innovative techniques that are that are higher level than we've ever experienced. And right. that is no coincidence. I had I believe that is directly or indirectly related to the use of the price guide for the higher level PDR technicians out right, there. Right, right. And it started it, it changed the culture. I, I believe Paul Corden's price guide. Uh, implementing it has changed the culture in our in our industry. Um, so Jeez. I kind of went off track there. I apologize. And no, no, no. Yeah, but it's, it's all relevant. That's relevant. I, yeah, I I would encourage new new blood, um, or you know, people who might be struggling with prices, uh, getting the prices that they want. I would encourage them to get on Paul Corden's group and, uh, and, or adopt a pricing structure of, of some kind in, in within right. their, within their protocol, right. Turn it into a habit, you know, a price guide would be ideal and try pricing the dent to the full, all the factors, like you mentioned, you know, with the crown, with your crown factor, I mean, add, add stuff or, you know, right. but start there, you know, start there and that's your basis. And it may seem high, to you at, at first, but I, I believe that, you know, that combined with understanding the needs of the customer, you say, you know, if you've got a customer in, in front of you, who's just focused on price, you're going to have to learn to deal, negotiate with these people. But, but before you start negotiating, I would say, learn to, to some skills on, on asking them questions and, and kind of corner them a little, if they're, if they're, uh, beating you up on price a little bit. Do you really want to do work with that person? That might right. be a nacho, as we call it in the industry, <laughs> right. and not okay. your customer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, but I think that it's important to help everybody who calls you, who contacts you, and help them. And and I I learned this on our podcast from Corey Kleinfeld, actually another yeah. another fellow podcast host. And yeah, and uh, you know sometimes I I told you Brian earlier that. You know, I, sometimes I lose focus on 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 a on a good day. I'm really, you know, on point and, and understanding, you know, the needs of my client. But on a bad day, maybe I forget that. And what Corey had reminded me of is that, you know, help these people. And sometimes helping them means uh, it it can mean fixing their dent, uh, or it can mean telling them that you know we're telling them their options. Right. But also, we're not the best fit. You know, right. Don't be so attached to the outcome. But for those guys who just want to get a, the dent, every dent, I, I don't know if I have any advice for them, you know? Yeah, no. No, you have to be selective, like you said. And 
I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. I mean, when, when we're contacted for, for a removal and somebody sends you a photo or, you know, or you can, like I said, I being a glutton, I, I can be face to face. We had a F-150 today. My son who works part-time for me, I'm teaching him how to estimate. I'm in the back pushing some metal. He's yeah. trying to handle it on his own unless he really gets out of his comfort zone. One inch dent driver's door, which to me is kind of a plus because it's right. right in their, you know, pain center. Black, mm-hmm. once again, that's a plus because it's you aren't going to be able to miss that right by the door handle. Right. Um, aluminum, which, you know, late, late teens, so it's, it's aluminum. Yes. So I, I said, look, I said that dent on the price guide, one inch, 150, 160, 170 starting. And then I said, write this down and then go present it to the customer. Mm-hmm. Aluminum. Add for that. I said glue pulling. Add for that. D trim. Add for that. By the yeah. time he was done, you probably know where we're at. It was about almost like 330, 340. There it was. Those were the and I we could have squeezed it for more. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go ridiculous. It's a two, 2019 F150, and I'm not trying yeah. to push everybody away. Right. But I also want him to learn how to present yeah. all the what? things we have to do. Hey, you know what? He used a structure. A pricing right. structure and that's that's a start that's that's a good start you know um yep. and and it worked for for you guys and it worked for your customer and that's what matters um right. uh it's con- and i would i would further say be consistent you know to your, to your listeners you know yeah. um uh, and that consistency of what paul paul co- calls the uh the the high and heavy robust estimate and using that when you get used to doing that enough times and you get enough victories on your, under your belt, you know, it, it feels very natural. It feels very right. natural to use that the, to its full extent. And I'll tell you a little something about my, my experience with not using the price guide to its full potential is that I experienced uh, some years of less growth because what was happening was I was kind of undermining my own my own pricing structure and my own program, because on one end I was advertising my prices. Right. And I was saying, look, I am basically telling them in so many words, telling the local market that I am the high end of PDR in this market, you know, but yet I wasn't using the full price guide because I was being gun shy. I was being, I had a little head trash. And so it wasn't until I started using it to its full potential, all the factors involved, and believing 100% in it and explaining it to them, they feel that energy. They really right. do. But it People also has to do with your marketing too, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, that it, it, it's the elephant in the room. I'm so glad you, you walked that elephant out. It, it's it's the feeling. It, it, people sniff bullshit. If yeah. they don't think that you believe it, yep. they're not going to believe it, right? That so is correct. So you're like, like I told my son, I go, look, you're going to, here's the price. And he's done enough of these to know now that, look, I mean business and, and he knows I'll walk the walk. It's going to get done. Right. Yes. Question is, can he present it in a believable fashion and believe that's a good price? We had a guy similar truck. It was an F two fifty, but almost the same exact factors it came out yeah. to almost, it actually was a little, there was two dents. So this was about almost five and change. Yeah. And the guy's response was to my son, I could buy a new door for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, <laughs> I guess you know, you bought, but I, not a new one, but you could buy well, another door yeah. for that. You yeah, know, if I use one, yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. You know, you could also probably have a really nice dinner or do all kinds of things with that kind of money. 
Yeah. But it goes back to originally what you were saying, Joe. It's like, does the guy want the dent removed? Does he want to maintain his factory paint? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's, that's the thing. I'm so glad you brought that up because, and I see this on, on Paul's page. I even see it on some of the other pages. A lot of guys, especially if they're newer to the game, but even not, I mean, we're still fallible is that they don't have the, the faith or, or the, the confidence maybe to, to present this price and know that they're worth it as the tech, you know, the job is worth it. And who cares if there's 10 guys waiting within 10 miles to do that dent cheaper, that person needs to believe that the job is worth that and to present it. And if they believe it, the customer will understand that they believe it. Yeah. And you're going to close some of those. Like you said, you're not going to win them all. I I lost my Mustang today. I'll lose more jobs throughout the week or next week's events. yeah, or maybe you didn't lose those those opportunities. Maybe they lost the opportunity to work with you. And that's the way you kind of have to look at it. And that's yeah. how I look at it with that Silverado customer that I mentioned earlier. You know, I he lost the he lost the opportunity. Good luck. Right. You know what happens, Brian? Because I'm I'm an old dog and I've been in this game for a while and and I've been on, you know, the texting, you know, prices for many, many years. You know, like yeah. I said, I've been using the price guide since 2015, which yeah. is, you know, a, a while, you know. And I have my messages still in my phone, you know, from, you know, a couple of years ago where somebody was like this, you know, like yes. this guy that, that I mentioned, the Silverado. And, and so they'll, those, t- that guy, this is not unrealistic here. I get people who had texted me back then and for a price I gave them when we talked, it wasn't for them. Two years later, they're texting me again, a different car, different dent, but the same person Hey, yeah. when can you come and fix this? Okay. And I, I look back and I see, oh yeah, we, we had a little interaction. So I, I call them and they want to deal with me. Well, it turns out yeah. a lot of these people tried the cheap guy. Yes. And what happened when they tried the cheap guy? It wasn't to their liking. And that right. once again is a testament to the power of video in your work, showing your work up close and yeah. showing, even showing texture. If you have texture on there, I'm not perfect, man. I I do it's some that do have texture. I show it on there and I don't give a I don't give a rat's tail if some dent guy comes on and complains or or, or starts, you know. And you're being real. Yeah, I don't care cuz I'm not doing it for the dent guys. I'm doing it for uh, my local market. Right. And so I think that transparency does uh you know, does work uh with the right customers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's like I said, I mean, if if somebody believes that that they can get the work and they're worth it, you know, it does yeah. the, the 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 intermediate tech I always say, Joe, is the one who's who just got good enough to now where the dents are easy, mo- the normal, you know, run of the mill general dents. stuff, yeah. 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 And they think about their their hourly rate. Hey, I, I'm gonna make two hundred dollars an hour, you know, yes. that's doctor money or whatever. I hear that mm-hmm. kind of argument and I'm just like, yeah. I just kind of kind of laugh. I'm like, Yeah, hey, okay, yeah, but you forgot about where you came from. You also forgot about the street value. We could be getting four seventy five for that same dent. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you go right. fish that that hole and go go get yeah. the money you can? Absolutely. And just, right. You know, and I well, think and the then more, there's a, there's this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, no. Sorry. I, you had a good saying. Go ahead. Well, I I think that uh, there's this also this this sense that a lot of guys be. I, I feel like it's a lot of the older techs you know, who've been doing it for 10 plus years, you know, 10, 20, 30 years who have the most head trash. Because in my experience, when I talked to, because 
Brian, these guys call me all the time or, or they reach out to me and sometimes they're, they're not always friendly, you know, cause they, they, they feel like it, it's hard for them to wrap their head around the, the fact that you can get higher prices than, I don't know what they're at now, hundred bucks, 75 bucks. You know, it, it, it rubs them the wrong way. Whereas the new blood, I, well, you know, since you brought up Paul's group on uh, Facebook, the, the Paul Corden pricing guide group, uh, there's a, a gentleman in my neck of the woods. Well, about an hour east of me, which I'm so glad about this, uh, uh, Dent Shop uh, Redlands. You mentioned Redlands earlier. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's, they that's sent, affiliated, it's affiliated with uh, Paul, isn't it? Yes, yes, they yeah. are. And, and yeah. they sent uh, uh, their technician, Jesse, over to uh, Paul for a week of training. And he... <laughs> He came back and he is he's crushing it and he's doing yeah. big, big insurance jobs. And I'm so glad to hear that because I, I believe, uh, you know, I, I personally think like I call it high ticket, you know, PDR. But, you know, maybe that's not the right name because it sounds it, to some people out of context. It may sound greedy to me. Greedy is giving a low price just so you can get the job and then just rushing through it and doing a poor repair. You know, and that's that's basically the majority of the of the PDR industry, right? And that's so how it's always been. yeah for retail. Well, maybe even wholesale. I think you're right. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I think on retail a lot, dude. I, at least in my area, I see it a lot. But I won't get into complaining about that stuff. You know, I do enough of that on on our podcast. <laughs> but speaking of which, I uh, we are going to be putting out a an episode. If you don't mind, a shameless no, plug please. I, that's why I mentioned. If you got something, you got to well, thank you. Bring it up. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know Mike appreciates it too. Um, we we did an episode uh, we recorded a couple weeks ago, and and I did uh, I shared some of my my numbers for my for uh, for a month of you know high ticket repairs, and yep. and I was brutally honest about it, and uh, you know, and, and the the pros and cons, and and we go into that. So that's going to be dropping this week, actually oh, on nice. uh, on I think on Apple Podcasts. So. Nice. You yeah. you did. Uh... You did one repair that caught my eye and it wasn't, it, it was because it was insurance. It was mobile. Like you said, like you said, breaking frameworks, breaking beliefs. A lot of people don't know. Matter of fact, I, everybody in the industry knows who Bryce Kelly is. Yes. Um, back, you know, and he's, I don't think he's even 100% mobile. I think I see Bryce. Matter of fact, I've had a couple of friends that have gone to train, get advanced training with him. Oh, really? And he, he'll, for the bigger jobs, he'll often do them inside of a, he's got a relationship with a body shop, which I yeah. think is great. I think that that's what I would want to do. Matter of fact, that's what I used to do way back in the day before we had pre, yep. pre shop. I mean, I always wanted yeah. to have a facility if I had to get a, meet a customer and I didn't want to meet him a dealer, you know, whatever. Yes. And, uh, but, but I, I, and maybe that's, I mean, you probably have, you, it's some of the, the dealerships you do. I mean, do you have the ability if you had to? I have a lot, I've built a lot of resources, a lot of connections in the business and that helps too, you know, and, um, but I do, uh, in fact, I have a few posts of me doing some repairs on frame machine on a, like a super high end car liner frame machine at a, a a shop that I'm friends with the owner, you know, you know, these, that's the thing is like a lot of these body shops, they don't use me for their, their customers cars unless it's yeah. a real picky customer but yeah. they'll certainly call me for their cars of course. You know? but it's yeah. it's it's all good you know it's like yeah, you said whatever. different years you know and yeah. um but um but yeah and then i have uh you know i can i have those resources if i need a shop 
I, I have that on call, the bat line, Good. you know. That one, that that white Tesla you did though, that was that was awesome. Where you showed you, I think you used a, a mailbox as a pull station, right? And, oh yeah, um, that was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And it just goes to show that, I mean, here here I think it was three or four grand. Is, am I right? Was it in that range? Okay, I did a couple that week, a couple high level Teslas, and uh, that was a particularly great week. And I I mean, honestly, it, it's weird how it worked out that that I was. That was a week I was going to, I was planning on doing a little accountability challenge for myself. I didn't tell anybody this, but I thought, man, these guys posting, they're inspiring me. And, and I've been getting some pretty high tickets for a long time right. uh, using the price guide, but I'm just, you know, I still have head trash too, you know? And I think, as I said, stated before, I've been just more assertive with it and it's really changing my game for the better because it's where I need to be. And, but that particular week I, I did a couple Teslas and uh, one was a big ticket. Uh, well, I mean, for me, it was a 30, 3,900 bucks. I think it was, and right. it was a model X. And then another Tesla was a model S and aluminum door. And that's the one that I, that was a gray one that I, that I pulled on the, on the mailbox tower. Yeah. 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 yeah see, uh, high tech, you know, you, Hey, you know, whatever it takes. You know, that's right. Get, get the job done. I don't think the guy, the customer would care. You no, know, they don't out. care. That's the thing. It's no. like when you build that rapport with them and you're not kissing their ass, you're not telling no. them what they want to hear. Even you're telling them, look, this is my system. This right. is how I work. And, you know, and, and maybe that comes, that's a plus side of being so transparent with the pricing. And then also my website, I, I nerd out on that stuff, Brian, I put like, I have a whole page dedicated to factory spec paintless dent removal and how it's different from average PDR. And I know yeah. that there's probably guys listening that don't want to hear that, but Hey man, I'm differentiating too. You know, guys differentiate by saying, Hey, I'll, I'll do it for cheaper than the other guy. I'll be competitive. That's not my game. I, I go the yeah. opposite direction and I'm not saying it's better, but it works for me. Right. Um, it does close. Like I said, on one side, it may close the door on on a lot of opportunities with people who may experience sticker shock from seeing that. But for right. the right to me, the best customers like they, you know, I'm one guy, dude. And like I mentioned, there's a lot of people in this area. So I'll make yeah. it work, you know. Yeah. And, you're it's and, too. and it is. And it is. Yeah. And, and, you, and you above all else, it sounds like you're content and you're happy with, with your pricing and the amount of work you're getting. and 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 the customers that are appreciating that kind of work i would yeah. think yes right? yes and i i am content with it I, I i mean i enjoy it and i have to also uh emphasize also the power of your circle too when you have a, a good circle of people around you and whether it's in your family or your friends your your even your customers your clients you end up uh, dealing with it, these win-win scenaros, you know, yeah. and I, you know, that's it, very important. You, you should be protective of it. And that's the advice I'm giving to, uh, to your listeners. I know, you know, this stuff, Brian, you know, um, but uh, you know, when, when we do, I know you probably get guys calling you up in, in the industry, you know, with the head trash and say, no, I just can't get those kind of prices where I'm at, you know, it's not going to work. And, I, I don't have much patience for that, you know, because I've tried to help guys along the way, you know, and, and give them good advice and recommend books and all this nerdy stuff. And, the, the, you know, if somebody's not ready, they're not ready. And I, I've been that guy, too, before, you know. Right. Well, what, what, what I 
I, I start off with, and that, that's why I think that, that you're a great, I don't want to say case, but you're a great example, Joe, is because if, if everybody knew the demo, if everybody, the cities you mentioned, if they went and pulled up the income of those families, the demographics, if we go a little geeky marketing, you know, granular for a bit here, and they saw the dollar amounts that the average household's pulling out of Claremont. I mean, Upland's pretty nice, but still, Ontario, RC, you know, Corona, whatever, that area. And then go compare it to a Hollywood or Chicago or whatever, or South Beach. Yeah. They got they got no right to talk about, about how you can't get money in these areas. Because I don't care if you're in Cedar Rapids, Phoenix. Yeah. You know, uh, Portland, you know, there are people there that, that if you educate them and you go through a framework and a process, they yes. will pay the money and they care. Okay. Not everybody. Some people you 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 won't. I had a guy with a Tesla and said, I'm not going to use paintless time repair. That's crap. I'm going to paint my car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. just like, OK, do it. You know? Be my guest, right? Yeah. Enjoy. You yeah. know, yeah. You, you're not going to win everybody out. You know, it's, it's yep. a numbers game. But, yeah. but like you said, like you said, and I, and I, you called it head trash. That's funny. I mean, it, it, either way, I, I, I still am a human being and I still don't always get all the money I can for every job. Sure. I mean, sometimes I'll price it down a little bit. Maybe I, maybe it's a gravy job and I could just, I could tell we're teetering or whatever. Um, yeah. And sometimes I'll just kick it to the curb, like the F-250, $600 guy. I could replace the door. Hey, okay. I, I understand you. Probably yep. Yeah, I get you. Right. You know, but it's a numbers game. If you have enough estimates coming in, you have good marketing. I love what you're doing with your website. That for anybody that's gonna listen to this this recording, take note of that. Go check out Joe's website at Danevo because he's giving you guys a clue. It, Thank you. People you can't when you're ha here's a here's a little sidebar. We're gonna take a little dirt road real quick and then I'll cut you loose. I know you probably haven't had dinner or whatever. Um Sorry. if don't lose my train of thought here. Um Oh, shizzle. Uh, I started no. thinking dirt road. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Come on back. This is, this is what happens when you get really old, Jeff. No, I get it. I do it all the time, bro. Don't worry. So, ah, man. I just I'll try and help you. I'll try and help you. Uh, you were talking about the the okay. website and guiding people to the website and that I'm leaving them a, okay, a yeah, trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for leaving me back in. Okay. All okay. right. So, you, can, you, you can't really sell. You only have so much seconds that people are going to give you their attention span. When you're face to face or face to phone, whatever, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But pre-contacting, let's say Joe Danivo, and they're doing their research. Because, why? Because they care about the car. They That's do. right. And there's That's a lot right. of people to do. Hey, That's I saw right. you. They'll they'll come. They'll call you or text you. I saw your social media. I saw your website. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I saw your Google business with all your your posts. I mean, you, you're you're a master at that, Joe. You do a very good Thank job. You. Thank you. The, you've you've set the tone. For people to do the investigative uh, research, and so they're pre-sold on potentially using you. But if mm -hmm. you wait for the point where people are just going to contact you and they don't know, like I had a guy called today. Hey, I got a dent. I don't even know what this dentless thing is. Tell me what it's about. Hey, yeah. great. Thank you for for sharing that, being so open book, and letting me know. And I, yeah. but I still don't have ten minutes to educate the guy. I got right. probably 30 to 45 seconds before he snoozes. So I got to mm -hmm. get, get right to the, the hot topics. But yeah. what, like I said, the tidbit for the students here of the game, and I view myself as a student, I bet you do too. I do, yeah. Is that 
that you're using your website as a sales tool. And instead of trying to, after the fact, when it's too late to the game, trying That's to right. sell people, right? And, and mm -hmm. say, you can't, when somebody texts you and say, hey, I want a, I want a, an estimate from, from Mr. Joe here at Denevo, you're not going to mm -hmm. all of a sudden start sending scary, you know, videos of bad work and, and trying to educate them at that point. Right. It's, it's, yeah. You can't. You and I know that. If you start to mm -hmm. send, you've probably done it. I've tested it. I've done it all. I've made, I've made every mistake. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're just going to turn them off. They're not going to, they're going to get confused. Yeah. You're going to dilute the, the message, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the fact yeah. is, like I said, Joe's giving you guys a clue here is, is they're going to do research. The people who are going to care and the people yeah. who are going to care are the ones that generally are going to allocate more budget. And they're probably going to be a good fit, especially if you're trying yeah. to do what you said, higher ticket. That's right. So that having that on your website is excellent. And, and like I said, why not dedicate a full page or a section or whatever so yeah. people can do that research on their own, not yeah. at the point where they've already contacted us. And it's kind of too late for us to say, hey, don't right. use the guy that you said you're, you're bottom fishing for estimates. I got an estimate for 175. Joe, what's your estimate? That, that's not the way it works. And, and yeah. let me explain. You know, you can't you don't have a lot of time. So that's I, right. I really do. I mean, and, and I'm, I don't have I'll be a full disclosure at Denko. We don't I don't have a page like that that, yeah. that goes through all the factors. We should. But well, Brian, I mean, you, you didn't you didn't really have to, man. But um, I think the thing, one of the motivators for me, and I always stress that you know I try not to be too. <clears throat> I stress to our listeners that like try not to be so uh, focused on competition because what happens is you you end up obsessing about the competition and you forget to serve your customer. So try and be customer based, and and part of that comes with understanding. Who your customer is who who is your ideal customer and uh we did an episode a couple of weeks back with with that you know that was the subject and <clears throat> but it you know understanding what problem you're solving that's the big deciding factor on how you work with these people and what price you attach to it too and um so and i'm not saying that if you're solving lesser lower level problems you know, smaller dings or or dings for people that don't need it to be perfect. I'm not saying you should ditch the price guide. I think you should use a price guide and put your own prices on it. There's no shame. You do it the way it works for you. I don't, I'm not one of these people who believes that the whole industry should have the same exact price. That's, I don't think that's realistic and I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't, I, I don't hold my breath for that because what happens when one guy who was real cheap, retires and moves out you've seen it happen brian another guy gets right into this position and does the same thing and it's the same perpetual uh wheel revolving wheel of mediocrity right yeah and so you have a choice though because you we and when i say you i say general generally we have a choice to make a decision like for me while i was doing mostly wholesale i was known as the expensive guy was i charging anything near what i'm charging you know now for retail not even close, but yeah. just being $10 more than the competition, you're the expensive guy. So right. my, my, my thing was that people would say, Joe is good. He, you know, Joe is expensive, but he's good. And what they would say about my competitor was like one of my main competitors was uh, this guy, is, he sucks, but he's cheap. You know what I mean? I don't want to say his name. <laughs> or whoever no, you know and, no, and no. that's and that's the thing it's like what do you want to be you know because right. both guys ultimately I've, I've stopped vilifying my competitors you know yeah. and that was through 
through just understanding and being maybe maybe maturing a little bit but same um, yeah. yeah you you understand that totally but, i i used to get get irritated and, and yeah me too and people that <clears throat> that you and i know that are on social media i i've yeah. in my area i used to get really upset i'm just like what are you doing yeah but i i, I let it live and let live you know i don't that's right that's right we turn I them I think Don't we tend to turn them into a monster that that right. they're not even, you know, and we give them yeah. more credit than than and there's people that probably give me more credit than I do, you know. But uh, I think what it comes down to is that both guys are serving somebody and somebody, you know, right. like they, the old saying goes, there's an ass for every seat. Right. You know, and I mean, shoot, I mean, you can go to McDonald's and have a cheeseburger or you can go to a, a steakhouse and get a really good ribeye, you know. So what do you want? Right. Choices Whatever you want. And we're all here to serve whatever, like you said, it's a cycle. You yep. know, there's gonna be certain guys are going to serve different parts of the market. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're fortunate that we're, we have the opportunity to do, to do our part. And that's wherever the chips lie, they lie, you know, so. That's it. Yeah. Well, dude, look, I, we went well over. I, I apologize. No, please don't. Please don't. I, I, I talked your ear off too. So. <laughs> no, 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 it, This was great. And I, I hope to, uh, to meet you in person. Um, Whatever yeah. meetup, if Mike has another one, a little more uh, open public kind of thing, or yeah, he has those too, man. We'll let you know. Yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. Yeah. And everybody, pay attention. He's got. When's that that episode coming out? You you mentioned earlier. Um, I, I believe Thursday. Thursday, uh, you, okay. He put them out on Thursdays, so it's going to be a two-parter. It's long, um, you know. But uh, yeah, by all means, check it out and enjoy. Yeah, no, definitely, guys, go check out that episode. I appreciate you very much for, for tuning in and uh, we'll definitely hook up. Hit, hit me up. If you got something going out there on Claremont or, okay. or the IE and you need somebody to ride side style and you need somebody to help out. Right on. Uh, Brian. That'd, that'd be fun. Hey, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I will. I will. All right, Joe, take it easy. Thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate it. Man. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, guys, that was uh, Joe Garcia from Den Evo. And, uh, some good stuff in there. Some good little uh, morsels. Um, hopefully you guys uh, got something out of that. I, I definitely did. And look at what an old windbag I am. And I got some some value out of that. So anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye for now.